Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hey everyone, we have a really fun segment tonight, a couple of hours, and let's get started. So we're going to just intertwine, call in and share how's your quarantine going, and or discuss the new book called Name Drop by Ross Matthews, the one and only who inspired me to begin this podcast myself in 2009 after my parents passed away the year before. Just something positive to keep me going. He's a great inspiration. I love his new book called Name Drop. You can get it audiobook, ebook, physical book copy. Uh, he His book tour actually was the very last social outing for me before quarantine began basically before the pandemic really you know kicked in for us over here stay at home orders all that and more so I wanted to start a fun book club segment now we'll still be doing a variety of stuff don't get me wrong we'll be doing open mic nights and trending topics nights and you know Sunday nights 8 p.m central time still my regular show time to our show uh, and you're always welcome to send your own topic suggestions and or guest interview request the best way to reach me is through Twitter at Coffee Talk WC, C O F F E E T A L K W C, spelled like it sounds, at Coffee Talk WC. I'm going to go ahead and start a song as we begin tonight. Kind of wake us all up. It's called Let's Go. The artist's name is Bean, or full name Noelle Bean. You can find her music on YouTube. And we will dive in to my favorite, some of my uh, favorite parts of Name Drop by Ross Matthews. I love this book. I reread it today. I read it. Actually, before I even saw my book tour, I was one of the first pre-orders, and um, oh man, I still remember the day it came in the mail. I was so excited because I didn't realize it was coming so early. Even though I pre-ordered, I didn't realize like it came much earlier than I expected. I remember hugging the book, being so excited. And his first book is great too. They're they're different, which is really cool. His first book is called Man Up. That's more of an autobiography. It takes you kind of through his like journey and growing up and. Washington State on as a you know a farm boy in small town all that and then you know into his college and career as Rossi intern on the Jay uh, Tonight Show with Jay Leno and and from there you know how he's grown and uh, he's had his own TV talk show he has a great podcast these days called Straight Talk with Ross and of course he has this second book out now that he. Had a few cities left, and thankfully, I mean, I hate that it, that it had to come to a halt or get postponed, but I'm thankful at the very least that in the midst of all of this, while he was on book tour and he came here to Dallas, Texas, he um, happened to have a three-week hiatus on his tour. So after Dallas, he was already going back home, you know, to California, and I was like, wow, that kind of worked out because – you know, thankfully, he's not, like, stuck in some city. He was at tour for a while, you know, for quarantine. So I'm glad at the very least he was able to be home, back home with his three dogs. And Selena, Audrey, and Paul Earl, they're so cute. Uh, follow him on Instagram, Twitter, at Hello Ross, and you'll see the dogs and him. And he cooks healthy, cooking healthy lately. I really enjoy watching and learning from him. And in his book, Name Drop, he has what he calls recipes. So each chapter not only tells a story of like him meeting or interviewing different celebrities, but it also has a recipe, which is like a really fun. Um, well, there's two. There's like a snack 
type food or meal. Mostly, I think they're mostly snacks, maybe a few entrees, as well as a cocktail recipe. It's really fun. And that's the only thing I've got to warn you. You will get hungry reading this book. So make sure you <laughs> you might actually, I encourage you to, if possible, because it is an essential errand, right, to go get groceries. So I would encourage you to actually just and read the recipes and pick you know, two or three that are your favorite and then go get those ingredients if, if you don't have them at home already. So that way you can have at least, you know, one or two of the recipes ready to eat, ready to go when you start reading the book, because you will get the munchies. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, the recipes are so good. But the stories are even better. Can't we talk all about it? Uh, so, but again, if you haven't read the book, I hope you'll still call in. No worries. Love you all. <laughs> Just wanted to try out, you know, a first book club segment. I'd love to do a book club. I'd try to do this one book a month. And so I wanted to start, of course, with the one and only Ross Matthews book, Name Drop, since he was my last social outing, seeing him on book tour in Dallas before the pandemic here kicked in with the stay-at-home orders and all that. All right. So in the meantime, um, I'm going to play that song finally now. <laughs> Let's go by Bean. Oh, and the switchboard phone number, just put it on your phone, save it. Coffee Talk with Shell switchboard phone number is 516-387-1416. Again, area code 516-387-1416. Just listen to the prompts, but I think you press one to talk live on air, but listen to be sure. And I'll be right back. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Bye, Bean. Are you ready?
I'll just share with y'all up front um, how my own quarantine is going, and uh, I'll talk here and there between playing some music tonight about favorite parts, chapters, stories, and Name Drop by Ross Matthews, the book. All right, so the quarantine, where do I start? Um, I finally got some good news. I've been waiting, and I just Friday, I've you know, I'm one of the many people I got laid off from you know, job due to pandemic. It's kind of confusing because technically I'm still somewhat, I guess, working. Well, I don't know. Hopefully I'll make money. Um, I've been trying to do commission jobs since the layoff from my regular job. Uh, I was trying to help a cleaning company in Florida, a commercial cleaning, and it was really tricky because he only wanted to do in-person appointments even starting out. And you know, and I wouldn't commission or anything until, you know, they got the appointment and, and only closed deals. Well, the problem, of course, is that they're like, you know, especially then before states started reopening, um, Boca Raton was specifically where I was calling, and they're like pretty much saying no, because even the ones that were open, like, say, a medical doctor's office, a few of them that were open, or like many of the restaurants were open, they weren't letting anyone inside, which I understand, you know, so it was like really challenging to actually get any appointment set. So uh, switching over now, I'll start tomorrow and I really pray I do a good job for my own friend who happens to own commercial cleaning. Well, he owns both commercial cleaning and he also works a residential cleaning job um, here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but I'll only be calling for the commercial cleaning, trying to like get finder's fee, you know, 10% finder's fee, try to, you know, set him appointments that will hopefully turn into business, you know, one time or even better ongoing business for him. So I'm going to try my best. So I've been working on like call lists and such. So the entire time I've been actively somewhat working, you know, my, definitely keeping my mind active and, and still a routine with my home office and work and, and all. So it's a little confusing, but I haven't really made any money. So I really need the unemployment money because I haven't even, you know, commissioned or anything yet. Because, you know, if you do, then you just report whatever you make per week, um, you know, on your unemployment. But again, my unemployment finally just got approved on Friday. I hadn't even gotten the money yet because it said it could take a few business days to hit the card. So I am just so thankful for some good news because it's like most of us budgets tight. Um, but I haven't complained because uh, well, I did have a couple of times, I guess I did vent a little and I feel bad about that. But for the most part, I have stayed really positive. I've tried to not go stir crazy or, or get angry or upset. I've tried to count my blessings always. And I remind my husband every night, I always say, thank you so much, Lord, for the many blessings and my prayers every night, every day, pretty much throughout the day, several times a day, especially lately. Um, but I remind him, you know, that we are very fortunate because he, you know, yes, he got a 10% pay cut of uh, their, their job. Like they, um, you know, they were, they were all doing overtime and bonus and that's all gone. And now they're, you know, plus on top of that, a 10% pay cut. So in term, it's really more than that because they were used to all the extra money. And I said, you know, even with all that said and done, you're still very fortunate because knock on wood, you know, we're healthy and, um, you know, considering and, and, being, and you and I both are able to be at home, you know, not really get out unless we need something like groceries. And, and we have our lovely dog we adore. And we're so happy because so my husband cut his own hair. And I only had to trim the back of it, but he actually did a good job, like using the buzz cutters I got him on his hair. And then just the very back, bottom back, you know, he just needed it evened out. So I just 
barely cut and evened it out for him. So he did most of it himself. I trimmed my dead ends. Well, we both really want to groom our dog because we feel terrible for him, but we're both scared to do it. And I got upset because I told my husband, well, you obviously already know how to use the clippers. I don't even know how to use them. And um, so I've been watching YouTube videos and stuff because he, he, you know, comes to dog stuff it's more me you know helping my dog out you know because it's more like my dog well he's our dog but they adore each other too but when my father passed away we got my dog back in 2008 and so anyway so yeah my dog is like how old is my dog 12 <laughs> you, you turn yeah 12 on new year's day you turn 12 uh, his name's prescott but we call him puppy and i uh, kind of named himself really anyway well guess what y'all so now, yes, I am in Texas. Yes, we are gradually reopening the state. I'm not sure exactly what will be reopened tomorrow yet. I'm guessing if it's like Georgia, then it will probably be and hair salons and maybe um, medical offices where, you know, you have to make an appointment ahead of time. You can you have to wait in your car and then call, you know, when it's time, all that stuff, you know, and social distance apart, you know, only so many people like 10 in the building at a time, something along those lines, right? So I'm curious to see if we are doing the same thing like Georgia tomorrow or, or if what we are reopening next will be different because our Governor Abbott will be announcing more um, reopening phases tomorrow, April 27th, Monday. Well, on Friday, the phase one was we now have retail. So you basically can call ahead or order online from top. Even some mall. I don't know if you have to walk inside the mall or if they have to have a door outside. You know, like if you're a mall shop that goes outside doors. I'm not sure how that works yet. Because um, I just haven't felt up to doing this retail to go because I'm still one of those little skeptical, or not skeptical, but scared. <laughs> so I try really not to get out too much yet. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you can order online, go ahead, retail shops, and get your. And of course, like when you send your car, they'll bring it to you. So you never really get out of your car. And I don't know how people that don't have cars are dealing with this quarantine. Think about it. I mean, really, like the drive-by parades, teachers driving by, or loved ones driving by to say hello to my birth mom. And I did that twice. Where we, you know, each were in our cars talking through our cars with our work down. I mean, really, how do you, I don't know. I think the car has been a saving grace, like really helped through this for a lot of people. You know what I mean? So I think it would be 10 times harder without a car during this quarantine. I don't know. Just a thought. Food for thought. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I trimmed my dead ends and my husband got his hair and I just trimmed his like back of his hair and our dog, we've both been afraid to, to do the clippers. Well, so since I knew the rephase, I'm sorry, the reopening phase two was the announcement was going to come tomorrow. I tried to look up to see, you know, if I could get like a heads up what was going to happen, which I haven't found out for sure yet. Um, because I was wondering if the dog groomers would open. So when I looked up all this, it led me to other states where a lot of them said dog groomers are also reopening because hair salons are too. And I didn't even know that dog boarding places were open. A lot of them in a lot of states were already open, but of course that's an ironic thing. So let's say the dog place was open, but they were only allowed to do boarding and not grooming, right? Like I think Georgia said that, the state of Georgia. Well, the ironic part on that <laughs> is 
no one was really boarding their dogs when we have stay-at-home orders and you're not really leaving town, you know? So ironic. Yeah. No one so they didn't really have much business. So the, they're really excited to get the grooming business side back. Our most ironic part was when I looked all this up, I have no idea how I overlooked this. All I knew was March 24th was when my dog grooming place, my, that, my go-to place um, announced that they were, had to close because of all the, you know, orders. Um, and then only a week later, like April 3rd, they posted, and I just saw it today, that they, um, that, that they got the city approval to groom. And I just feel terrible because I didn't know all this time. A few weeks now, my poor dog needs grooming so bad. So I'm calling first thing tomorrow morning. Now the catch with that, kind of like the medical doctor office, sort of. Well, it's different because you have to walk in the doctor office for an appointment after they, you know, have you wait in your car. But for the dog grooming, the catch is that you have to wait in your car and they come to your car. So, you know, no people can go into the facility. So they have to come get your animal. Count veterinarians have been doing this too. So, yeah, so they, you know, both when you drop off and pick up your, your animal for grooming or like when you go to the veterinarians. I think veterinarians have been open pretty much this whole time doing that way. And now more dog groomers will start opening. Um, anyway, so let me know how your quarantine's going. I've just, like I said, you know, so thankful finally gets unemployment approved and, and you know, going to at least try to just you know, be productive and help my friend out and try to get him business. Hopefully, you know, I hope, um, and then whatever, you know, funds, if I can hopefully help him. And then you just report those each week and balance it out, you know, the, the unemployment stuff. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, funny thing. The two shows that I never watched when they were live on TV that I just love that have become my favorite shows of all time. Well, Three's Company will always be my number one favorite show of all time. But the IT crowd, I never saw until like, I think Netflix. And the one that my corn, you know, I call it go-to. I have a go-to meal or snack and I have a go-to TV show to cheer me up during quarantine time. The go-to snack or meal, depending on the day, <laughs> is chocolate milk and eggs. That just makes me feel so much better. I think it's because it's good protein and it's sweet. And so I love chocolate milk. I love eggs. Oh, so good together. And my other is um, my go-to TV show, and I'm already on the last season, so I'm getting sad. I think I'm on episode two or three, and there's 20 episodes, so at least I have a little ways to go, um, is... Oh my gosh. Oh, it's called. Oh my gosh. I just forgot the name. I hate when I blank out. Hold on. Now I have to look it up. Now I got to go to my Netflix online. This is so funny. What is, why can I not remember the name of it? I just blanked girls. Oh my gosh. How did I, how did I forget the name of the show? I guess because I just hit play and watch it. I don't see that very much. That's so funny. I blanked out and normally would it, um, well, I'll look up the title, I'll tell you real quick, and then we'll get back on topic to Ross's book and, and more and how your quarantine's going. Um, but then what is the name of this show? Oh, my gosh. It is, oh, Young and Hungry. There we go. And I I keep talking about it. So it's really funny. She thought by mistake that he proposed to her. Didn't that Friends episode? <laughs> And that's right. I think it was like Ross and Rachel or, or Joey. 
Um, young and Hungry, Emelector uh, Gabby, and she plays a personal chef, sort of like character Josh, that's like a tech guru, and then it, you know, has the other stuff, like his uh, maid, Yolanda, you know, become friends with the Well, technically, Elliot kind of hates Gabby, but I think he actually cares for her. Anyway, it, they all like characters a lot, like the influence on the show, and it's so good. So if you haven't seen it, I don't think that's up. Watch it now if you can. Five seasons, so plenty to watch. So good. But yeah, again, it's called Young and Hungry. Excuse me, Young and Hungry. So, so good. All right. In the meantime, um, I'm going to play another song, and then I'll actually dive in, and I'm going to share with you why Big Brother is my favorite topic, the Big Brother story. It's my favorite chapter in Name Drop by Ross Matthews. Again, if you want to call in, 516-371416. Again, switchboard phone number here. Call in, let me know how is your quarantine going and or share your thoughts on Name Drop by Ross Matthews. Really good book. Um, 516-387-1416. Again, it's a switchboard phone number or message me live during the show on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And we find a different song for y'all and I'll be right back. Thanks for your patience as I kind of get off on a tangent on different topics sometimes, as you can tell. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, let's find. Mm. I kind of want to play a song, but it's kind of an adult song. Oh, but it's so good. It's one of my favorites. It's called One Night Overdue, and I just love it. So I'm going to play it. And it's by my friend Brandon Flippin, and you can follow him on Twitter at bflippinmusic. Be right back. Enjoy. One Night Overdue by Brandon Flippin. Just to find 
Oh my gosh, that song is so sexy. I love that song. You see what I mean? Isn't it good? My gosh, it's so good. Okay, so again, that was one night over to you by Brandon Flippin. Um, so I'm going to share a story about Big Brother. So I always joke and say it's like a bone I have to pick with Ross Matthews. So like if, I wish I'd thought of this when I saw him at the book tour, but I know he was really busy. You know, it was just a quick hello goodbye kind of thing um no worries because he was really busy but anyway um yeah so (laughs) here's why i always say i have a bone to pick with ross matthews and it's about big brother and this is why i never watched the show until i have to see what even i can't remember what season it was it was a few years later like a few seasons later the first season i ever watched big brother well first of all ross talk about Big Brother all the time, like all the time. He was obsessed with Big Brother. So, you know, like when I follow him as a fan, you know, back when he was Ross' intern and all that good stuff, blog buddies and all. And so I finally kicked in and decided because we talked about it so much that a few seasons later, I finally decided to give it a chance and had no idea to get hooked on the show. So it turned out that the first season I ever watched was actually at the time until this past season (laughs) but at that time was the most controversial season of big brother history at that time uh i can't have to look up what season it was the one young texas and gina marie the blondes and um got so little from like racial comments and such that at the finale she actually had to have her own pr rep there and then I think they had her write a book, and she had to really do some, like, PR crisis management to bounce back. It got really, really bad. The worst I've seen since, of course, was just this very last season with uh, Mickey. He got he won, and it was the saddest thing to see someone with Big Brother not even look happy about it because he was in such shock and such a, so upset discovering that what the fans really thought of him and that he was traded you know, very racist, and he had no idea and what was going on, and it was just, ooh, it's, I cringe, most people cringe when you watch that finale episode, especially that moment when he won, and you're like, he's not even happy, because he can't even enjoy that moment, because of what happened, and, and um, I don't know, I don't know, I know last I saw, I sometimes follow the Big Brother contestants, uh, I think he and Holly, they were in the final two together, and the funniest thing was, uh, I think they're still dating, and I think he's Montana where she's from I don't know if he ever did anything like like PR crisis management or not but I think I have helped him just to get away you know a little far away I think he's from Tennessee if I remember right I'm not for sure don't quote um but yeah so um yeah so sometimes I follow them and it's funny because I had predicted the season before um I went to uh my first and only big brother live watch party and so that was that was fun. Um, I remember <laughs> uh, that. Let's see. I met uh, Mark and Elena. Do you remember them? They used to date um, Jessica and Cody. They they were there. Of course, they got married and they have a, a baby toddler now together. Um, They're all very nice. Um, I met Polly from past season. And I met some guy from The Bachelor. Forgive me, I don't really watch The Bachelorette shows. But I didn't really know who he was. But if you watch Big Brother and know of Polly's, then you probably know who I'm talking about because I think they're like best friends or something. This other guy from The Bachelor. They're all really nice. And I know I'm forgetting at least two more. 
past contestants of Big Brother. Um, anyway, Polly's mom, I think it was Polly's mom, or was it? Oh, Corey. Corey was there. Corey from Dallas, from here where I live. He was on there. He had dated Nicole one season. Um, I think it was her returning season they dated. Anyway, so I can't remember. I think it was Polly's mom. One of their moms had a video camera. I was going around, like, interviewing the fans and stuff, you know, at this live watch party. And so I think when she talked to me, she asked, you know, who do you, who do you think would win? And I predicted that a showmance would finally win. So it didn't happen that season because that was with Tyler, Casey, JC uh, as final three. But the very next season was Mickey and Holly. The showmance did go to final two. And, of course, Nicole, my favorite, Nicole, she was final three with them. And then, of course, they ended, because they're showmance, you know, they ended up final two. And Mickey won first place. And Holly won second, obviously. And Nicole third. <laughs> anyway, but isn't that ironic? So I was really close to predicting the showmance. Okay, so off on a tangent. So I got a bone to pick with Ross because going back to that first season I ever watched of Big Brother, you know what happened? I should have reached out day one, but no, I reached out. I watched the entire season, and then I reached out to Ross, and I was so excited. And I was like, hey, what would you think of uh, Big Brother this season? I finally watched it for the first time. It was so good, right? Do you know what he told me? He said, oh, that's the first season I didn't watch. The first most controversial season, Ross, you did not watch. And yet it's your fault why I got hooked on watching Big Brother. So every season I always say, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch Big Brother anymore. Then they announced that the U.S. is going to have Celebrity Big Brother. I'd already seen online they had like Celebrity Big Brother like in the U.K. and stuff, right, other places. And they've had two seasons now, and he was on the first season. So here I see this announcement on TV one day. Celebrity Big Brother, U.S. version, starting soon, season one. And then, you know, later discover Ross Matthews is one of the contestants. Of course, I had to watch that, too. So I have pretty much religiously watched every Big Brother episode. (laughs) Sometimes I get too much into it because they have, I think it's Pop TV, has like a three-hour after show where they put put it on the TV, they're live. And I don't really go for the 24-7 feeds you can buy those, pay for those monthly fee or whatever, CBS All Access, but I try not to do that because that's just too much for me. It's bad enough that I get into not just watching every episode because it's on a few times a week. I think like two, three times at least a week, maybe four times if I remember right. I think it's Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, something like that. Anyway, but, and then that becomes my background noise. Like, so then what happens is I get really, really into it, right? And then I go through Big Brother withdrawal. Every time the season ends, I feel like I'm going through Big Brother withdrawal. So I always blame Ross Matthews for my Big Brother addiction. So thank you, Ross Matthews, not. <laughs> so that is why my favorite chapter of Name Drop by Ross Matthews is the celebrity Big Brother story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Er- well, I say Celebrity Big Brother Story, but he titled it The Big Brother Story. But he should have titled it The Celebrity Big Brother Story because there is a difference between Big Brother and Celebrity Big Brother. Just saying, Ross, give yourself some work. The cocktail is named Omarosa Mimosa with two blood oranges and one expensive bottle of champagne. Oh, I love it. And there's illustrations. And it's a really good one. Oh, gosh. It's a really good one. I don't want to ruin all of it, so I'll just tell you. And then it says the recipe is a reality TV dinner 
girl, heat up a hungry man. You've got too much SHIT TV to watch. <laughs> oh my gosh, hilarious. Too funny. And he write, he's so kind. He he takes a moment to write pretty much something nice about each contestant that, you know, how many were there? 20 of them or 16? I can't remember. I think a normal regular Big Brother season is like 20, um, 16, excuse me, contestants. Um, but yeah, so he was in the house with Chuck Liddell, uh, Ariane, how do you say her name? Ariana Gutierrez, the one that was mistakenly crowned in this universe by Steve Harvey. I remember that. And I love getting to know her on the, watching her on Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, Mark McGrath, Marissa, Jarek Winokur, who like became Ross's best friend in the house they'd never met before, which was shocking because they got along so well. She won first place. Ross won second place. Uh, James Maslow. I love seeing James Maslow and Mark McGrath are both singers, and they had a great bromance in the house. Brandy Glanville, who there's a lot of drama there because uh, Ross and her had history already. As friends and drinking, I'll just say. <laughs> and uh, made a world peace, the basketball player, Keisha Knight Pullum, you know, Rudy Huxtable, um, Shannon Elizabeth, Omarosa, of course. And, you know, they always portray her as the, the villain. But I thought they showed a bit of her soft side, too, in, in Celebrity Big Brother. But that is why it is my favorite chapter. So good. So good. And, uh, he mostly focuses on Moroso, which is not a surprise because she had just left. Actually, her position had just been terminated not long before she began the show. Which I think the timing was just unbelievable for her to be able to be on Celebrity Brother. Like, wow. So it was so good. Um, every two weeks. The entire cast would gather together to film an episode where we compete as teams of physically grueling challenges like obstacle courses in the woods, BMX biking, and ballroom dancing while licensed paramedics stood by with stretchers and oxygen oxygen tanks just in case. Wow, what an experience. And that is actually about Celebrity Fit Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do y'all remember when Ross went on Celebrity Fit Club? And he became good friends with uh what's her name? Maureen McCormick from the Brady Bunch. Great actress. I love their friendship on that show. So yeah, he talks a bit about that, which is really cool. But it's funny when you read that, because Celebrity Big Brother also gives some physical and mental challenges as well. It's really interesting. He even talks about how much he loved Big Brother. He says, I have loved CBS's Big Brother since the first season debuted way back in 2000. I remember seeing commercials for it and being in awe, good-looking people locked away in a house completely closed off from the outside world, jockeying for power, manipulating their fellow guests, house guests, and most importantly, showering on camera. That is literally everything I want to watch. <laughs> So since season one, episode one, I've been a staunch supporter and devoted viewer. In fact, if you rewatch the first season finale, you can see my head in the audience. I stole a piece of bark from the front yard of the Big Brother house as a souvenir. And true story, I still have it. You know what? I would love to see that, Ross. And how dare you say you've been a loyal supporter, staunch up supporter, and devoted viewer since season one. Because you told me you didn't watch that season with Gina Marie and Aaron. Did you go back and watch it later? Is that the catch? You cracked me up. That's so funny. 
too, too funny. All right, I'm going to play a song. I'll be right back. you got to check out Name Drop by Ross Matthews. And I would love to hear your suggestions for the next book uh, for us to do for book club segment of Coffee Talk with Shell and any topic suggestions and guest or interview requests. In the meantime, let me remind you again, the switchboard phone number here. Still got over an hour, 20 minutes to go. Plenty of time to call in, say hello. Area code 516-387-1416. Again, 516-387-1416 is the switchboard number. And here is, let me find it for you. Give me just a moment here. Here is Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. You can find Brandon Hilton, my dear friend, I call Beautifully Handsome. Uh, check out houseofman.com uh, or House of Man on Etsy, his fashion line. And you can find him also on Facebook. Be right back. Enjoy.
brings tastes like cotton candy Don't run away cause I've gotta have you Baby, I'm a slave The fashion made me I feed off glamour I'm a zombie, baby once again, that was Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. I know it's not Halloween, although we, many of us have talked about, especially with things, not just cities like here, big cities like Dallas, Texas, but New York and, and Los Angeles especially. I know a lot of people have been referring um, to these pretty much quiet, empty streets, especially in the main, big cities, major cities like those, New York, L.A., as the looking like the apocalypse. It really is kind of eerie. Uh, but the reason why I favor that song is not because of that. It's because I think Brandon Hilton, like, really opened his heart and vulnerability to sharing his life story through that song, Glamour Zombie. I just love that song so much. So that's why I favor it and play it year-round. <laughs> All right. So we've got an hour 15 minutes to go. Plenty of time, once again, to call in and say hello, 516 516- Three eight seven one four one six. I was trying to think. Like I know for sure, the Big Brother chapter is my absolute favorite. But what would be my second favorite chapter? I have to think about this for a minute. Um, there's so many stories. I'll just kind of give you an overview. So it's called again, Name Drop by Ross Matthews, and uh, it says here, Name Drop: the really good celebrity stories I usually only tell at happy hour, and he dedicates it to everyone who never got to sit at the cool kids' table in the cafeteria. You can sit at my table anytime, but you have to share your tater tots. Oh, that's so cute. Love that. Oh, and there's a quiz. I'm going to share a quiz. So at the end of the book, it's really fun. Um, I may read that off. Danielle can do take the quiz. It's really fun. And well, thankfully, I scored well on it. <laughs> um so let me just give you an overview because there's many celebrities mentioned in this book, different chapters. The Lady Gaga story, that one probably would that probably would be my second favorite. Most fans, I think that's their favorite story. But for me, it's Big Brother, and you know why now. It's my favorite chapter. Um, the Lady Gaga story is a beautiful story. That's one he did share on book tour when I saw him. And it's a beautiful message. I mean, it just shows you what a beautiful human being Lady Gaga is. And even my biological father, may he rest in peace, he died in 2014. He was a good old country boy to a T. Boots, country songs, all that, you know, just listen country music, all that and more, right? He had so much respect for Lady Gaga. And I thought that was so cool because he would never really listen to any music outside of country. And not that he really listened to Lady Gaga music, but he saw how clever she was, you know, how talented she was, how smart she was, and, and the marketing and all. And I thought that was really cool. And I didn't even find out till later that she, she had actually lived here in Dallas. Kind of remind me of Lisa Loeb, but except Lisa Loeb pretty much kept her same look, style, but, and then, you know, she definitely fits in well in New York, but uh, Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga also is kind of similar in that regard with New York and Dallas performed and uh, yeah, there's videos here. Lady Gaga makes a point to come back and actually perform in the neighborhood, we call it, at some dance clubs where she first started performing, even before her first big song came out, before, before she got famous. Um, it's pretty cool. So, like, she'll come here to Dallas, right? She'll do her full on concert. And then afterwards, she and all the dancers still come out and perform a free show at the different clubs that gave her a start to say thank you and she does that like every time it's really cool um really neat big deal here 
Barbara Walters, that's kind of a disheartening story, I have to say, but it's a really juicy one. (laughs) That's called The View Story, and there's two chapters about his experience on The View, mostly focused on Barbara Walters and how she treated him differently, nicely and not as nicely first and second time. Kind of interesting background story there. Um, The Rosie O'Donnell story is so sweet. Honestly, when I read it, I thought of me and Ross because I feel like that. I was like, I want to be Ross's friend. I want to just call him or email him anytime. I wish. <laughs> I feel like that. Um, the Seahawks love story is pretty cool because I myself have this in common with Ross. I have been a matchmaker. Um, now I have not performed a wedding, but I have played matchmaker uh, a lot in college, so much that I was made of honor at least three or four times. I was one of their, what's that called? Um, no, bridesmaid. Sorry, I was bridesmaid three or four times, and I was a maid of honor one of the weddings that I, had, one of the matchmaker couples I had matched. Um, and they have three children, and I was so mad. They were all boys, and they told me if they had a girl, they were going to name the girl after me. And they, had a boy, and they said they had boys. That, you know, they name them these other names, including my, our friend Tim, because they took Tim and me to dinner one night when they were town. Because they live out state now, and I was so excited and so excited. Tim, was like, please have a boy next, and I was like, I think it was gonna be their second or third child when they told us the news, and I was like, no, you need to have a girl because I, I, don't, I don't have anyone named after me. What an honor, you know. <laughs> so I was a little sad because you know I'm happy for them. That's great. They have three boys, but why couldn't they? Have- have one girl after, like they said, if they were going to have a girl, they're going to name her after me. Anyway, so it became this ongoing bet between my friend Tim and me, and Tim won the bet, obviously, because they had three boys, and one of them is Timothy after our friend Tim. <laughs> oh, I miss Jason and Lynn. They're so sweet. Uh, one, the ones I was matchmaker and was their maid of honor. The Brandy Glanville story. So again, she was mentioned briefly in the Big Brother chapter, and then there's a whole chapter about her <laughs> drinking and being at Ross's home and all how that went down. Um, the Spice Girls story, that one I don't remember as much. I'm going to have to refresh my memory on that one and hear it in a moment. Forgive me. I think I kind of skimmed over that one. Um, the Kardashian-Jenner story, oh, that one actually might be my second or third favorite. So I would rank for sure the Big Brother chapter, then the... Uh, Lady Gaga story, but also the Kardashian-Jenner story is is such a beautiful reminder of just even celebrities, I always say, are human beings, too. Uh, one of the first segments Ross ever called in and surprised me on my podcast, Celebrity Positivity. I purposely said that and named it that, and I can never thank Ross enough for this. So what happened was a couple of things here. Um, I did this segment because so many people associate – celebrities with gossip and negative news and I just can't stand that so um so I I asked everyone to call in and share like stories positive things about celebrities and it was great it was great and he surprised me and called in I think that was the first time he ever called in. he called in several times over the years and he hasn't in recent years because he's been so busy you know he got that was really before he went on RuPaul's Drag Race I think when he called in more so um and I understand he's got a life (laughs) I miss him but I know he's got a life anyway and um the other reason I love that title celebrity positivity is because Ross taught me this beautiful lesson. I will never forget that. I thankfully learned from him in the early stages. So again, as you recall, I began this podcast inspired by him. Um, 
to to do something positive, keep me going after my parents pass. That's why I've had this podcast so long and I love doing it, you know, hope to do it many more years. And I've met um, so many people. I had no idea what journey it would take me on, especially interviewing celebrities at Super Bowl in Dallas a few years ago and and book authors, um, movie actors, um, nonprofit directors, too. Just as important. Everybody's important. Musicians, artists, all that good stuff and more. So I had no idea this part of my life would take a turn too. So this is kind of interesting. And I, okay. So in one of my darkest times of my life where I was just really down, really down, I got a tweet one day from TMZ live asking me if I'd like to be on their show. I think I had tweeted something they wrote or retweeted something they had written some celebrity story and made a comment. And I took the challenge on. I thought, why not? You know, I have nothing else to do. I was really down. And it it was the weirdest thing that TMZ Live, of all things, would get me happy again. I mean, really, who would have thought? Well, this turned into me going on there. I lost count 10 times or more consecutively, like week after week. They would have me alternate. They'd say, okay, this time let's have you call it. This time let's have you on TV. So sometimes I was on actual TV video. Sometimes I'd be uh, calling in by phone, by audio. And the funniest thing was one day, (laughs) one day I was at my doctor's office because technically they pre-recorded about an hour or two earlier in the day and then they you know so it's not totally live but just a little uh, inside bit there info anyway so I had a doctor appointment and I was sitting in the doctor office and literally I came on the tv it was so funny I was just like kind of embarrassed because you know it was kind of awkward with your nurses seeing you on TMZ live on the tv in the <laughs> lobby in the waiting area anyway so funny um but yeah, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought TMZ Live of all things would get me out of this dark times and cheer me up and give me something to look forward to and dress up and put on makeup and fix my hair and look nice for the TV. And my friends and family got so excited every time I was on. It was like a big deal. So um, a couple of things on that note. What they do, brief background, is they give me they would give me three topics and say, you know, all right, here's the three topics we'll you, we'll you're going to get one of these three topics. We won't know until like, you know, we go on later with you by phone or uh, audio video or audio or video, you know, by phone or on TV anyway, either or, but each time that's what it was. I would be given a heads up early in the day. These are your three topics. One of them will be chosen for you. So you at least had a little insight. So I'd be able to do my research and come up with, you know, my opinion on the story, all that good stuff. And I loved the challenge. It was really fun. And the thing why I thank Ross so much is because I will never forget that lesson. And I call it celebrity positivity is if you go back in the archives and you watch any of the segments of me on TMZ live, any of them, phone, TV, whatever, every single time I only spoke positively from uh, Caitlyn Jenner to uh, Justin Bieber to Kanye West to Star Wars movies, um, just uh, all kinds of cool topics like those that I got to, you know, share my fan view, my opinion on, and all of them. I'm so happy to be able to look back and have no regrets, thankfully. And I really think if it weren't for Ross, I might have taken another direction. I might have been kind of mean, you know, negative, which I'm so thankful I wasn't. And that's sad to think about but he taught me that lesson early on to 
try your best to, you know, and it's, it's a fine line when you want to make jokes and be comedian and, and that, and I think I really didn't make as many jokes and that's probably my regret too, is that it was a lost opportunity in that regard since I am an aspiring comedian because my comedian friends were just having a heyday seeing me on TMZ Live. Like, you know, comedians thrive for these type of opportunities to get your name out there. And and then I didn't really tell any jokes. And I think it was because I was so afraid of walking on eggshells. I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I didn't want to be negative. So I pretty much was just giving my opinion, being very positive. I think maybe one time I said something silly, but the thing that was the coolest part for me from Team Z Live that they told me, well, two cool things was one is sometimes I would log in early with them, like on Skype and um, video chat with them. You know, Harvey and all of them, they're really nice, actually, believe it or not. They really are, even Harvey himself. And, and um, yeah, and so they would play music and we would dance, you know, just video chat and dance together before, you know, start doing the show. And that was really fun. And um I had another point. Oh gosh, I hate it when I forget. It was about it was about them. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I definitely have to give Ross to credit. Excuse me, credit to Ross Matthews for celebrity positivity. So thank you, Ross, for teaching me early on to always be positive. And um, yeah, I wish I could remember what the other point was about Harvey and them. It was about video chatting, dancing, and oh. I remember the staff would always ask me back and told me that I was the only one they found that could stump Harvey. Every single time I was on there, I would always say something he didn't think of or didn't know, um, whether it was the, the actual color of Caitlyn Jenner's car or if it was, you know, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian attending Justin Bieber's concert and pointing out me pointing out to Harvey, oh yeah, that makes sense, you know, because Bieber and Kanye, they've been talking, you know, for a while about putting an album together themselves, doing a, a collab and, you know, support each other and that kind of stuff. Just stuff he would just kind of looked over and think about or stumped him. And so they really liked that about me that I would always challenge Harvey. And I thought that was kind of cool, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. We got another hour to go. I hope y'all are enjoying the show. I'm having fun hosting it, um, but I would love to hear your beautiful voices. So call in, say hi. Uh, or like Ross would say hi. <laughs> All right. 516-387-1416. Oh, and don't forget if you, if you haven't read the book, you again can go to helloross.com and find your options to get, a copy of the actual book, like a physical copy or an ebook or an audio book. I know a lot of people, especially during quarantine, are choosing the uh, ebook and audio book. I love the audio book. I seriously listen to, on my iPod at night sometimes to Ross just telling his story, doing the, the audio book. It's like, it feels like a Ross telling me a bedtime story and it helps me fall asleep peacefully. It's really nice, actually. All right. So, <laughs> um, Again, if you want to call in, switchboard number 516-387-1416. Let me find another song. We may call my friend Jabari, check in with him. I try to call him once or twice a week to say, hey, how's it going? I did teach him how to Zoom. I taught my biological mom and my friend Jabari. Within 30 minutes, I taught each of them one-on-one how to Zoom, how to video chat through Zoom the other day. That was pretty cool. All right. And here is... Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Be right back. Well, I ain't 
no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a dime. I ain't up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup. Again, that was Reason to Live. Again, that was Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Check out her music and virtual tour dates on mistymayhem.com. She was actually, I believe, my first, maybe my second. I always say she was my first interview, but I first interview a book author. 
But man, I've I've discovered her music, her videos one day on YouTube, and I was like, like I have to interview this girl. She's so good. I just love her. And um, uh, she's Carolina, South Carolina, maybe North, no North Carolina. That's why I always say the Carolinas because I get them mixed up. I've been to South Carolina. I think she's on the North Carolina side. Um, South Carolina is where I had a wonderful weekend a few summers ago, several summers ago now, actually. And uh, so much fun with Brandon Hilton and Donna and uh, Donna Clark, Midnight Cabaret movie director, and Brandon stars in the movie. It was so much fun, so much fun. And uh, Jonathan and Thomas, I, I, they all have nicknames. <laughs> Glenda, I call her Rock of Ages. Uh, Brandon's beautifully handsome. Um, I don't know what name, I can't remember what name I gave Donna back then. I call her Donna. Uh, Thomas, I call Too Much. And Jonathan, I call Sunshine. Anyway, if you're, if you're a good, if you become a good friend to me, then more than likely you'll get a nickname. Like all my old college friends that I still hang out with they all have nicknames from me that means i i love you that's how you know and if if you don't have a nickname forgive me i can still come up with one for you but uh that's just kind of a way i embrace my friends I give them nicknames and somehow they stick i don't know why or how it happened but back in college you know i lived in a dorm and a group of us became good friends for life and i would just come up with nicknames for them and they all everyone just kind of went along with it. Like Jabari called Jumanji and all the other friends call him Jumanji too. It's kind of cute. Speaking of Jumanji or Jabari, uh, let's try to call him on air and check in and see how his quarantine is going. Uh, Last I spoke with him, I know he started working from home, I think two weeks ago. So give me just a second here and we'll check in on him. Last time I spoke with him, he was a bit more positive. So hopefully he's doing better still. All right, let's see. Figure out how to, Dial out. I always hit the wrong button here. All right, give me just a moment here. Thanks. I may leave him a a, a voicemail to call back. Bear with me a moment, y'all. Hi, you have reached Jabari Russell. I am not able to come to the phone right now. If you would need a name, a number, and a short, brief message, I will get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, Jumanji, it's Shell. I'm live on air on Coffee Talk with Shell on the podcast. Um, if you get a chance, call in. Just ask. We're gonna, you know, have you share how your quarantine is going. Um, area code five one six three eight seven one four one six. Again, five one six three eight seven one four one six. The switchboard phone number. I'm on air till ten tonight. If you get a chance to call in and say hi, let me know if you want to share with the listeners how your quarantine's going. And also, I'd love for you to share. Your opinion, how you feel about our state, you know, of Texas reopening phases going on and all, you know, so we know the governor's going to make more announcements tomorrow about more of the reopening phases. Between you and me and all the listeners <laughs> of the podcast, I'm scared. I'm really scared. Like, I miss everybody. I miss everything, but I just really don't want reinfection or another surge of this. And I'm really scared, especially because here where we live, especially where you live in Dallas County and where I live too, Jabari and and Dallas, I'm sorry, Tarrant County, where I live too, there's still new cases every day. So I'm just scared, but I just hope 
everything turns out well, you know. All right. Call in if you get a chance. If not, no worries. I understand, too. Talk to you later, my friend. Bye. All right. Give me just a moment here. Figure out how to hang up. Um, Oh. Oh, dear. I don't know how to hang up. Oh, dear. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm hanging up now, Javari. All right. Oh. Was he calling back in? I'm not sure if I just hung up on Jabari because it looked like there's two screens and the, the it looked like he might have been I don't know if I was leaving a voicemail or if he if it hung up on me and he was calling back. I guess we'll see if he calls in. I don't know. That was really weird. I'm sure he'll try calling again later or, or the first time. Let me know. I don't know. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> so has everyone learned like how to use Zoom? I mean, you talk about being tech savvy, right? So with all this going on, I was like, you know what? I got to get used to Zoom. So I actually created my own Zoom account, which, by the way, I really want to have a Zoom dance party with all of you soon. Uh, After I found out my unemployment finally got approved on Friday, I was so happy, so thankful. Uh, I haven't done it yet. Maybe tomorrow after I make calls for my friend's cleaning business and, you know, see if I can hopefully help. I call I call it the Jerry Maguire concept. Help me help you. Win-win situation, you know. Help him hopefully get some new business one time and ongoing customers and help me commission and make me feel productive and not just um, unemployment money, you know. So hopefully I can balance it out. It's going to be weird because I've, I've heard people do this. If you are unemployment and you do get work, even if it's like part-time commission, you report those earnings per week since it's considered, you know, for me it's not a full-time job it's just you know I don't even know how long we're going to do this or how it's going to work out it's just kind of trial error time for us you know what I mean literally tomorrow's first day I even start making calls but I got to figure out I know there's a way to do it I just got to figure all that out with the um you know putting in the earnings and all that per week if if I hopefully do well at it um and by the way a lot of people have asked me if I did see the extra six hundred dollars on that on the unemployment here and yes I did but I've got to say if I did not receive that I would have only gotten 207 per week because it just put me down because I'm an independent contractor I guess they didn't apply my income because I thought with my income that I showed that it would have you know, been more per week, um, but it, it they put me down for $207, the minimum, pretty much, for disaster unemployment assistance, so I'm telling you, I'm extremely thankful for that 600 per week. I didn't even know about it. I, I When I first saw claim status update, I had no idea why it was so much. My husband actually had to tell me about this whole update about the 600 per week. I think it said I think the legislation bill says it's 600 per week through July 31st through the end of July. I mean, hopefully, you know, everything will be back more back to normal before them. But man, I'm telling you, that's a big difference because 207 per week is not. It's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that much. You know what I mean compared to like regular job income. So the extra 600 helps tremendously. But again, I still have not even gotten the funds yet. I'm still waiting. But at least I finally got you know, some good news that the, the, the claim was approved and and that the money is coming. And I have no idea when we're getting our stimulus checks. I'm honestly assuming for us that it's not going to be till September because we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, yeah, so I really want to do a Zoom uh, dance with y'all and just celebrate some good news. Because I don't know about y'all, but every little thing feels like a big victory. For example, last night, after weeks of looking for 
uh, since quarantine began, I have been looking for this particular crochet pattern book. Uh, it's mostly like a flower, different flowers you can crochet and make. And I, I love making door wreaths, and I really wanted to make one, especially with spring now and Mother's Day coming up. But I have, like, this favorite flower pattern, and I couldn't find it on YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I only for sure it was in this book, and I could not find the book anywhere. I found every, pretty much every other crochet book but the one that I was looking for. For the, since quarantine began, and last night I finally found it. I'm telling you, y'all, I was so, those little things like that uh, make me just rejoice so much. Of course, when I found hand sanitizer, oh my gosh, I'm gonna start crying thinking about this. When I found a hand sanitizer hidden under the change bowl in my car in the the middle com- compartment. I'm telling you all, I cried, I bawled tears of joy. Unfortunately, we're about out of it now because, you know, we pretty much sadly used it up between my husband and me at this point. Um, and so now we're out, but we stretched it out for, for a good bit here. We did pretty good, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, because of quarantine and, like, it was like just when we couldn't find toilet paper and you finally went to a store that had it, it's just, I start crying tears of joy I think I've had a few moments like that I've lost count actually at least five times where like when I found the hand sanitizer when I found the crochet flower book last night um toilet paper especially when you know the first day when this all started and even then I remember being really scared because my payday um actually it was my husband my husband's payday normally the deposit would go through a day early and it didn't that week that the that the stay-at-home orders everything was starting up and everyone was going to the store and the pandemonium was starting so I was really frazzled and I was really scared because I was like oh no we're going to be the late ones you know going to the store so we were you know another day later like everyone was going I think on that Thursday to the stores and I couldn't go to that Friday so you know I I literally just spent the whole day going to I think five different stores and I think it was the third one that I found the toilet paper because it's not as bad now. I mean, there's no hand sanitizer or mask anywhere. And I was told by uh, CVS pharmacists here that they pretty much send those automatically to the hospital. So I don't know if when we're going to see those on the shelves. I honestly gave up even looking for that stuff because of that. Like, thankfully, I had a bandana mask. And then my bio mom's friend, Judy, made my husband and me mask. Thank goodness. Um, I definitely miss the hand sanitizer. But, you know, we do have soap. And... I I made well I did look into making hand sanitizer initially but all those ingredients to make them were sold out so I don't know I have to look into that now that we're almost out of our own hand sanitizer so I'll have to look into that see if I can buy the ingredients or if they're still out of stock to make them and then I thought gosh if it's that easy to make hand sanitizer, maybe I should sell some. But then I was like, no, I don't want to take advantage of the pandemic. But, you know, I'd always thought it'd be cool because I already crochet and love handmaids and I have asthma, so it probably would mess with me. But I always thought that'd be really cool to make candles or, or soaps, you know, those really beautiful handmade stuff. And then I was like, well, you know, I really want um, the hand sanitizer. You know, you don't have to, but they encourage you to put like an essential oil in it. So I really like the lavender choice. Uh, anyway, so yeah, call in and let me know how is your quarantine going. 516-387-1416. 44 minutes to go. Plenty of time to call in. Say hello. Hopefully we'll hear from Jabari before the end of the show tonight. Um, let me play another song. When I come back, we're going to dive in a lot deeper and further into Name Drop by Ross Matthews. All right. Be right back. Let's find another song for y'all. Definitely want to talk about Celine Dion in this book here 
after this next song, which is, I'm going to play another song by Brandon Flippin. I want to show how he's versatile because we played kind of a sexy song earlier. Now we're going to play the song that I actually call, to, call this one my go-to, one of my faces challenge song, and it's called Seam by Brandon Flippin. Uh, again, you can follow him on Twitter at bflippinmusic. All right, here we go. Enjoy. Be right back.
Once again, that was Seen by Brandon Flippin. Isn't that just such a beautiful song? See why I, I call it my go-to uh, song when I feel like my faith is being challenged or I'm having difficult times. And, and especially, I listen to it pretty much every day lately with the quarantine and you know this pandemic going on and all. Um, so again, if you want to call in and share how is your quarantine going, how are you doing, call in and say hello and let me know how you're doing. Uh, area code 516 Three eight seven one four one six again five one six three eight seven one four one six. I was just looking up uh, Ross online for a minute on his. I uh, love to follow him on Instagram. It looks like he made a really nice healthy chicken meal for dinner tonight. He is on a roll. I mean, honestly, if I talked to him, I would probably tell him that I was worried about him initially. And the, at the beginning of the pandemic, he just seemed really down and quiet, and especially Ross because he posts a lot and he wasn't doing as much, not as social. And then something happened, like, like light, like Jabari happened, light and day. Now Jabari told me I saw on Instagram feeling calm down, was just that anger, you know, with his daughter being a senior in high school and realizing she's not getting like prom and she's not. Um, you know, getting graduation now, maybe a later ceremony, a virtual ceremony now. You know, I can't even imagine being in high school or being a, nonetheless a parent of one during a pandemic like this. And then Ross, of course, he, you know, I don't, I don't know his opinion, but it just felt like he came across like he was really down. You know, I mean, he lives alone. He does have three dogs. I'm so glad he has his three dogs. Keep him going. You know, he and his partner, Salvatore, um, you know, they're still good friends, And but they had broken up and don't live together anymore a while back. And, you know, and Ross was in the middle of his book tour. But again, like I mentioned, I'm so glad that at the very least he was able to go home, that he just happened to have this three-week uh, break, hiatus in between on tour right when this whole pandemic, you know, stay-at-home orders began. So, you know, I don't know. I think for me personally that it actually helped me keep going, realizing that my very last social outing was at Ross's book tour because, as you can tell, he has a huge influence on there and um, very motivational in my life. And, um, yeah, I think I, I – Whew, I could not have picked up better. Sorry. Especially well, before a pandemic like this, then, then to see Ross himself, because he, he was really there for me, like, you know, when I began this podcast and over the years. <laughs> and um, sorry, I'm going to play another song. I'm getting emotional, and I'm trying to stay very upbeat, but it it has really helped me. So if he ever hears this, or if anyone wants to give him the message, please tell him that Shell said thank you. I mean, that that has really kept me going. So I'm I'm glad that if it had to be a last social outing before the pandemic and stay-at-home order started, if I went back in time, I would still choose that exact event, that exact person, Ross Matthews, and his book tour all over again. So thank you, Ross, for just being you. I hope you know how many people you help day in and night out. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, I wish I had like a song to play by Ross right now, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, I guess he does kind of karaoke. But by the way, I love CJ, his uh, his uh, co-host on State Talk with Ross. Oh, I just love CJ. I got to give him a hug at the at that book club, uh, book club, uh, book tour, excuse me, event. And um, 
I just love CJ and got to tell CJ how I love his karaoke videos. And I even asked CJ to post a karaoke video, even if it's from home, because normally he would go out to places and karaoke. Whew, I got to calm down for a minute. Okay. Um, sorry, I did not see that coming. Uh, see, you never know when it's going to hit. Normally it's tears of joy over like hand sanitizer finding in the car or something, a bottle. Oh, gosh, I need a upbeat song. Here's my favorite band, Michael Frontier Spearhead. And this is a song called Hey, Hey, Hey. I thought of it other di- the other day because in the lyrics it talks about a flower growing out of the gutter. And I saw a flower growing out of the gutter the other day. What a wonderful, beautiful reminder, message of hope. Enjoy. in the morning, all I do is pray for some guidance and protection on the streets today, and an answer to the questions I ask every day. So tell me why do the birds that used to fly here, tell me why do they come to die here, and all the kids that used to run here, tell me why do they load their guns here. I remember in the days when we were one heart, no need to be bent. I just wrap my arms around you, don't give up, this song is for you.
Okay, so a couple things. Um, we got half an hour still to go. Plenty of time. If you want to call in, say hello. Five one six three eight seven one four one five one six three eight seven one four one six is the switchboard phone number. Um, I definitely want to share this awesome quiz that's at the back of Name Drop by Ross Matthews uh, in the back of his book. Try to paraphrase some of his thank yous that are just really, really sweet too um, and share a bit about the the Celine Dion story. I think that's actually, honestly, if I had to rank it, that would be, I love all the chapters but it would be my least favorite, but I still love it too. But, you know, I was kind of ranking my favorite to least favorite chapters and really, I love them all. Um, the, the only one I really need to go back on is, I don't know why I'm having trouble remembering the Spice Girls one. That's weird because I, I read the whole thing when the book first came out, and that's the only one that doesn't stick out. So I can't really rank it when I can't remember it as well. But the rest of the book I remember pretty well. The the uh, Jenner Kardashian story, the Kris Jenner story is really, really good. Again, I mentioned that briefly earlier. It's like I want to talk about the book, but I don't want to give it all away either because I want you to read it and, you know, and don't want to be a spoiler alert kind of person. You know what I mean? Um, but I yeah, it just reminds you that celebrities are human beings too, and Kris Jenner, understandably, is a mama bear, you know, and, and that's awesome. You know, they call call them uh, moms that are managers, like manage their kids as, um, you know, their, their talent agents and managers, that kind of stuff. They call them momagers, but she is a mom first and then their manager, and that's just a great reminder in that story, and I love how her and Ross work something out. It's really cool. Um Give me just a second here, just writing a quick note, and I'll keep watching for your calls, and then I'm going to dive in again to this book and share with you all some of his quiz and um, thank yous. I'm not going to give the whole quiz away because that would be another spoiler alert, but just a little bit because you have to do the whole quiz, and then you, you get ranked and see where you score, and I think we scored really well on the name dropper quiz. <laughs> so give me just a second here. Um, sorry, I got emotional earlier, but gosh, I guess we all have our moments, right? I mean, we are going through a uh, pandemic. Um, But again, I just cannot think of a better person or event to be my last social outing before pandemic. Of course, of course, I hope for many more social outings and events in the future too, you know, when things are a bit better. I know we are gradually reopening here. Um, I've seen one restaurant in Colleyville, Texas, open their patio. So they have, you know, tables outside. Joe's Coffee Shop by where I live. I love them. Um, they're a wonderful, wonderful family-owned restaurant. They have what they call kind of like Sonic Car Hop. Uh, most people have just been getting, you know, orders to go, but they do have the option where you can park your car in your car like Sonic. So my biological mom and I did one day actually have like no pandemic. We would meet there usually like once a week, once every two weeks for lunch. So about a week or so ago, we did one day each park our car and do the car hop and then rolled down our windows and just talk through our cars. And it was so nice, even though it was a little different, it was just nice to still have a lunch meetup with her, you know, just somewhat similar things like that to be a family member or go to lunch, even if it's through your car, talk to them. It, it really helps. I think that's why zoom has helped so much yet. I can see my Zumba teachers and classmates on video and exercise live with them and that has really Thursday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. I mean that's four days out of seven. That's not bad between Carla and Rosie, my two Zumba teachers and um you know, a lot of options and a, a lot of help plus to Coach Smith. 
best coaches. I missed Peter too. He had just left Camp Gladiator um, to to work at a gym, and then the pandemic began. So I need to check in on him. I know his wife is would work. Well, not exactly. Probably the customer probably pays online and then opens their trunk. Pick up. I know how it all works, but um, yeah. Really cool. I, I have an interesting question for y'all to think about, or call in and share if you want, or message me time on Twitter. But what is something you've learned about yourself through this quarantine? I have to think about that myself, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought I was a patient person, but I think I have to be even more patient now. Um, I'm patient in general, but I think adapting. For example. Uh, learning to use Zoom. You know, I'd never used Zoom before. I've used Skype, but I was hesitant at first, and I'm so glad I was willing to adapt to that. Uh, my friends were teasing me the other day because I posted that. You know, I said, well, I'm trying to, you know, get consistent and, and caught up with the times because most people have Cash App and TikTok accounts now, you know, like TikTok videos. I don't even know. I don't think I've made a TikTok video yet. I need to learn how to make one, but I do have a TikTok account if I can even remember my username and password. And then Cash App, I have used once. <laughs> so, you know, kind of like the new PayPal, pretty much, same concept. It was pretty easy and convenient, I've got to say. Um, yeah. So I think that's something I've learned about myself is that I'm proud of myself for even when I've been technically challenged a little bit here and there, that I've found a way to adapt and learn it and even taught, like Zoom was a great example. So not only did I adapt to using it and getting my own account, I can host videos and chat rooms and all that myself now, um, but not only that, but also teaching um, my bio mom and my friend Javari how to use Zoom when I myself had only used it, you know, when my, like, gym teachers would post the link, say, join here for my exercise I do weekly. So, yeah, almost daily, you know, four times out of the week, which, man, that's so good. So thankful for that. And, but, you know, what's weird is I've exercised, but I'll, that's the other thing. I don't think I've exercised enough, and that's another wake-up call for me, a reminder that I need to take better care of myself. You know, they call it self-care. Um, there's a whole Thing. Like self Sundays, you know how we'd have Throwback Thursdays, Flashback Fridays, hashtag on like Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Now they have during the pandemic they start calling it self care Sundays, but every day, you know, I think should be self care in some way or another. I my favorite thing has always been quiet time. Even before the pandemic, I try to give myself one hour at night time, whether to read a book or just relax, even sleep. Just uh, I try to stay awake during quiet time, but sometimes I do fall asleep. Like today, I did take a nap. <laughs> but yeah, I love quiet time because normally with my regular job, I was on the phone all day anyway. So then, you know, I don't really want to be on the phone or watch TV at night. I just want quiet time. And I just, oh, I just love just reading a book at night or a magazine. Um, that's another way I've adapted. I'm old school. I prefer to hold a book. Like right now I'm holding Name Drop by Ross Matthews. I'm holding the actual book. Um, I love going to my library. I love checking out books. I've adapted to the virtual library, and it really isn't that bad. Um, I still prefer books, you know, to hold them in my hand and, you know, all that. But, man, I mean, do you know how much money you can save using a virtual library? Because they have not just books, e-books, but they also, and audiobooks, but they also have magazines, 
comic books and for magazines that for some reason before the pandemic began about two months before I just started this thing was like buying a couple of women magazines every week it's just something that would calm me down normally I could watch a movie with no commercials like a movie on Netflix that would calm me down just help me focus better and you know I love to crochet watch a movie well for some reason the magazines made me feel more relaxed uh, so on our library, they have this awesome system. I want to give a shout out to North Richland Hills Library because they have been amazing. They have 3D printers and they've uh, I volunteer teach crochet classes. They've been accommodating with allowing me to help them uh, teach online crochet classes. We had our first online class uh, a week ago and it went really well. And I'm so excited to do a couple more online ones for them. And then whenever we get back to whatever we call normal or whatever, new normal, I don't know, whatever you call it, I'll go back to teaching in class. But anyway, um, so yeah, I was telling like my crochet students about the, you know, more about the library and about their virtual library system, you know, like don't hesitate because anyone in Texas, by the way, can get a free digital card. So you don't even have to live here. If you are anywhere in Texas and can like prove you're a Texas resident, uh, go to just look up North Richland Hills Library sign up for a digital library card and you can actually use their virtual library. Again, they have not just ebooks, audiobooks, but also magazines and comic books. Comic books are great for kids, even adults. My husband's a comic booker. What I discovered, my favorite feature, is the magazines that I would normally buy at checkout at a grocery store are on this virtual library. The brand new ones, each time a brand new uh, issue comes out of these magazines that I've selected, like all these women magazines, I get an alert. So I was like, whoa, I don't have to buy these magazines. They're here for free on this virtual library, you know? That is so cool. Because honestly, I've got all these old magazines I need to just donate to, like, you know, medical offices or something or throw away or recycle. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So back on topic. <laughs> Um, again, call in if you if you want. We still got 20 minutes to go. 516-387-1416. And you know, I'll admit, last time I got no calls, I was really upset because I was getting a lot of calls when the pandemic began, and then things started calming down, and like people just, I don't know, I guess got busy, <laughs> got a life, and that's okay, you know. I hope you'll still, you know, just listen. And if you are listening live or or listen later on through iTunes or through Blog Talk Radio website. I appreciate it so much. And I know y'all are listening because I can see the um, the number of listeners, you know, per website, iTunes, all that after after it records. So I really do appreciate each of you for for just listening and being a supporter of this podcast. So thank y'all. I do have a Patreon if you want to check it out. I haven't really done too much with it. I need to kind of update it soon. Um, but it's patreon.com forward slash coffee talk WC. Uh, and that's the same as my uh, Instagram and Twitter name at coffee talk WC. Uh, best way to reach me is on Twitter. If you want to submit any topic suggestions or, and or guest interview requests, I would love to hear from you or just say hello. All right, so the Celine Dion story and name drop by Ross Matthews, I think it's my least favorite, even though it's it's a great reminder that, you know, you dream of something and it may go pretty good or maybe not as much as imagined. But I, he, I mean, it's like his wish came true with Celine Dion, but it was just kind of quick in and out kind of thing. But read the chapter. You'll see what I'm talking about. Can you believe he wasn't even a fan of Celine Dion in the beginning? How, how could no one 
not, I mean, really, how could anyone not love Celine Dion? But he did become a fan, and that's my dog Prescott saying hello. Hey, buddy. He is so ready to get groomed. I'll be calling first thing Monday morning to ask how we go about getting him an appointment, because I'm sure they're backlogged already of appointments now. Um, no Berkey, okay? Sorry. <laughs> no baby. Oh, dear. Prescott, come here, buddy. Uh-uh. Prescott King Baxter, that's enough. No. We're having a little dispute. Can you hear it? Yeah, we we really talked about it. Hold on. Uh-uh. Oh, boy. Now he's talking back to me. Don't talk back to your mother. That's not nice. We're We're on air right now. Show them how nice you can be, not how bad you can be. Oh, my goodness. Embarrassing. I love my doggy. It's kind of funny because he's 12, but you would think he was still a puppy. He has a lot of energy still, which I think is a good thing, right? Um, anyway, so let me read part of this quiz and part of his thank yous before we wrap up tonight. And I'll keep watching for your calls as we've got about still about a little under 20 minutes to go. Uh, 516 if my dog will let me talk, 516-387-1416. Again, sorry, 516, area code 387-1416. And um, here is the quiz. Okay, part of the quiz. I don't want to ruin all of it. So the quiz asks, are you a name dropper? And then you're ranked. I forget what he calls it. I think it's like three three levels. You are either an amateur name dropper, a professional name dropper, or a master name dropper, depending on, you know, your score. And I ranked professional name dropper right in the middle. I was so happy. So I was like, yeah, because that was a score I wanted, and I happened to actually get it. So I was really happy about that. Thanks, Ross. You taught me well. <laughs> All right. Um, so, for example, question one says, you're attending a big Hollywood red carpet movie premiere. You're dressed to the nines and looking like a total 10, but you have to go number one. <laughs> you duck into the closest gender-neutral bathroom to relieve yourself before the movie starts. As you make your way to the nearest Tinseltown toilet, you hear a flush, see the star of the movie emerge from a stall, and exit the bathroom without washing their hands what do you do so this is the terrible question to read now during the pandemic when they tell us every day to wash our hands constantly oh gosh maybe i didn't choose the best question to start off with but anyway so what do you do ignore it make a mental note not to shake their hand at the after party doesn't name names but gives not so subtle hints as to who they are and what they did or c follow the star out of the bathroom while yelling at the top of your lungs Wash your hands, lady. Judy Dench, more like duty stench. <laughs> that reminds me of Rick at Ralph. And he says, Call of Duty. And she, or it says something like that. And she's like, You said duty instead of duty. D U T Y D O D U I. It's one of my favorite movies. I always say, I feel like, like right now when I have to discipline my dog, but I really want to be Vanellope. I'm so going to be Vanellope. Miley, that's how I said it for a few years. The first movie I'll do is keep the first. Ralph Miller and the, the sequel is, and you know those things like that where I'm always like I want to be I want to be Vanilla P for Halloween but I never do it those kind of things I don't know about y'all but for me for sure the pandemic's like making me like yep I'm finally gonna do it I'm gonna be so I am going to be Vanilla P that's it no no fuss about it 
Uh, let me find another question. Let me just read question two because it mentions coffee. And hello, this is Coffee Talk with Shell you're listening to. I love coffee, obviously. Side note, my podcast is named Coffee Talk with Shell for two reasons. One, because obviously I love coffee. Ironically, it's really good, though. I drink more soda than coffee. I actually, I really love coffee. White chocolate mocha at Starbucks is my absolute favorite with an extra, uh, extra shot, you know, espresso shot. And lots of sweet and love because I don't have a sense of smell. And cream. And um, yeah, and I really need that extra espresso shot to wake me up. But, oh, I love white chocolate Starbucks. My absolute favorite. I know Ross loves Starbucks too. And uh, I forgot what, so no, it's not that. And um, the other reason why my podcast is called Coffee Talk with Shell is actually referenced for uh, Coffee Talk on SNL. Do y'all remember that skit? <laughs> so funny. All right, so here we go. Moving on. Quiz, are you a name dropper? Uh, what level is your name dropper? Uh, question two. You run inside a coffee shop rushing to get caffeinated before a big meeting. When you get inside, you're shocked at how long the line is. Suddenly, the person in front of you senses your desperation and politely lets you cut in front of them in line. As you leave with your non-fat grande coffee Americano, you turn to see that your Good Samaritan was, in fact, non-fat American treasure, Ariana Grande. What do you do? <laughs> Maybe that's his favorite coffee right there, non-fat Grande coffee Americano. Ooh, that does sound good. Americano is really good coffee, actually. That's a great coffee choice. Anyway, so what do you do? Smile and silently mouth the words, thank you, next. <laughs> I love that. Or B, frantically reach for the cell phone in your pocket to take a selfie, but still scalding hot coffee all over yourself in the process. Or C, screw your important meeting. Stay in line, buy Ariana Grande a venti coffee and a Snapchat your conversation as you try to convince her that she really needs a new hairdo. That high pony look is donezo, girl. (laughs) Anyway, so funny. So, yeah, there's a few more questions again, um, and then you, you know, total up your tally or or sorry total up your score tally your score and then find out are you amateur name dropper or professional name dropper or a master name dropper again I ranked professional name dropper so yay me and then I wanted to um, paraphrase some of his thank yous in the book in the back because I mean this is the longest thank you in a book I've ever seen which is really really nice and just shows you what kind of person Ross Matthews is. I just adore him. Um, he puts extra cuddles and kisses to my doggies, Audrey, Selena, and Paul Earl, and to my angels in heaven, Louise and Miho. Daddy loves you all so much. I miss them too. Louise, um, my dog, Prescott, looks similar to what his dog Louise did. And um, I was so sad when Louise passed. My dog would only watch videos. This is no joke. He would. My dog would only watch videos of Ross Matthews with me if Louise was also in them. Those are the only videos my dog would watch was was Louise had to be in them. So I always said my dog had a crush on Louise. It was so cute, so so cute. Um, I think they're they're similar type dogs. So um, finally, I have to thank my mom, the woman who raised me to believe that I could accomplish anything. Uh, Ross goes on to write during the writing of this book, she fought and beat breast cancer like the champion she is, but then it came back. When I was a little boy and got scared, my mom would kiss my palm, close my hand, and say, open this up whenever you need a kiss. I'm still holding that kiss tight. 
My mom is the biggest, best, and most important name I could ever drop. I love you. Oh, this is going to make me cry all over again. I remember when his mom first got diagnosed, uh, a lot of the fans, including myself, put a compilation video together. And he had just, just finished Big Brother. And so when we made the video, I... um, uh, my message to her, I said, I can't wait for the day you say breast cancer. You are evicted. <laughs> if you're a Big Brother fan, you'll get that reference. Anyway, um, he also thanks, of course, Nikki Boyer, CJ, Fagsy Malone, Trish Sir, J-Rod. Um, these are his podcast family. Uh, of course, his agent, Mark, he thanks. And uh, Salvador, my former partner and dear friend Salvador Camarena, he thanks him too. And Chelsea Handler, of course, Jay Leno, Rosie O'Donnell, for all helped him out personally and professionally. Um, his family, my dad, my mom's husband, my brother Eric, nephew Kai, aunts, uncles, cousins, and Bunka. That's so sweet. And he names uh, my beloved loyal straight talkers. That would be me. I'm a loyal straight talker. <laughs> and then he mentions many of his friends. That's so sweet. And there was one interesting uh, thank you I noted here. I'm trying to find it. It was a literary agent. I forgot the girl's name. But it mentioned UTA. And that was the first time I met Ross. He actually did uh, his first book tour at UTA, which happens to be probably the college or university closest to where I live. Like 15, 20 minute drive, 30 minutes at most traffic, bad. And I thought, wow, that's ironic. And I, I didn't realize there was a connection there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but again, I hope you'll check out Name Drop by Ross Matthews. I didn't want to, you know, do too much spoiler alert. So I tried to speak generically and, and share with you feedback on it at the same time, which is kind of tricky to do. Um, and I need to reread that Spice Girl story because it's really bothering me that I can't remember it. <laughs> Like, did he go to Spice Girls concert or something? Why can I not remember this chapter? I'm going to just kind of skim it real quick, see if I can remember. Um, so there's about nine minutes to go. Uh, as we wind down again, I want to just thank you all for listening to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life that airs Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, also known as 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. It's a two-hour segment. And... Uh, always can message me anytime to say hello or send me topic suggestions and or guest interview requests on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. He did go to a Spice Girls concert. I do remember. So everyone remembers their first concert. Mine was the Spice Girls. I've always had great taste. Oh my gosh. I remember singing that. What was that song? If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. I sing that all the time to my friends. Oh my gosh. Especially when I had a new boyfriend. Oh, it's so funny. Or no, I sing it to the boyfriend about my friends. That's right. You know, because you want your friends and boyfriends to get along. But then some of your friends get jealous because they're like, hang out with me. Why are you always with your boyfriend? You know how it goes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, thank you all again for listening. Um, I'm going to play some music as we wind down in case Jabari or anyone calls in the last minute. And if not, it's okay. I really, ironically... Even though I've had no calls, I've really had fun hosting this segment. I think it's because I'm talking about Ross Matthews and, and his book name drop. And anytime my face, like if you could see my face right now, it lights up. Like I just start smiling, just saying his name, Ross Matthews. Like I just adore him. I love him. I love you, Ross. If somehow, some way you actually listen to this, please know I appreciate you. I love you. And again, I could not have 
chosen a better last social outing before the pandemic stay-at-home orders began than to see you and your book tour. And I am so freaking proud of you. I say it all the time and I can't say it enough. that I love you so much. And one day I tweeted him and I said, is it okay if I just stop by and I just tell you how much I love you? He's like, okay, anytime, sure. I was like, I do. I just love you so much. Um, as you can see, he's been a really positive influence in my life, very motivational and positive, and that's what we all need, you know? Loving, supportive, positive, motivational, and there's my dog. Yep. Loving and positive and motivational. Gotta love, love on your animals. Come here, buddy. Come say hi. I think he really needs a haircut. I can't see your eyes. That's what probably bothers me most about his needing grooming is his poor ears and head on top of the head. He's so furry. He is a Lasso Opso and Carn Terrier mix. 12 years old, but you have a puppy if you do. And his hair is gone on top. I can't see his eyes. I don't even know how he's managing, but he is. He still plays Frisbee with me. It's his favorite game. We play it every day. And we also dance. So you can see my dog and me dancing to the song Elvira on YouTube. Just look up Coffee Talk WC on YouTube. He, um, yeah, so I know he can still see. I don't know how he does it, though. I really don't. I love my dog. I love my dog. Love on your animals and your family, friends, even whether they're in home with you or through Zoom or by phone or through a car, however you can show your love. Um, hopefully my mom is, but she is. I'm hoping that mother yeah. Even though we're going to have social distancing matters here, technically in my county, are supposed to end April 30th. Before the extension, I know Dallas County was already extended, I think, through middle of May. But our governor, at the same time, hold on, baby, uh, Governor Kimberly. Governor, you know, is, is already started the reopening, so it's kind of overlapping. So it, it's a little confusing, but each county still can be different. So, um, yeah, so if this is all still going on the same way, then I'm going to try to at least make a reset leaf on her door. So if I can't, you know, just give her a hug and stuff. And I know that's been so hard not being able to just hug people because I'm a hugger. Like, I can't do that anymore. And that's the first thing I would do if you meet me. More than likely, if you meet me or you didn't meet me in the past, not now because of the pandemic, the first thing I say is I don't give handshakes. I give hugs, <laughs> and then I give you a hug. But, okay, okay, hold on, baby. I'm about to play a song and wrap up, okay? Oh, sorry. I think he's ready to go to bed. Night, normally my dog's bedtime, and it's like almost 10 o'clock, so it's an hour past my uh, past his bedtime. I get in bed at 9, too, because I have that quiet time I talked about earlier <laughs> at night. You know, my dog and I just get in bed, and I read a book like Name Drop by Ross Matthews. Um, I do want to say that simply before I wrap up, a couple things. I want to say thank you. can't say thank you enough to all the frontline workers keeping us going, from nurses to doctors, all medical staff to those working at the grocery stores and retail too and restaurants. I mean, y'all have been amazing. I, don't, I just I couldn't even imagine working at a grocery store through a pandemic like this. I know um, 
lots of them around here have had their biggest sales days ever. Lots of them are not getting any days off. Um, I cannot imagine working two months in a row with no days off at a grocery store being so busy like that and just crazy times. Um, so thank you all so, so much from the bottom of my heart for helping keeping us all going. And I also want to share that I um, have helped facilitate, volunteer and facilitate grief recovery classes since my parents died in 2008. Um, so two things on that note. One is that my own parents that adopted and raised me since I was a baby died six months apart in 2008 due to MRSA, also known as MRSA, that turned into sepsis and bloodstreams and died pretty quickly right after. Um, and they each caught that MRSA from medical staff. They were each being treated for other conditions in the hospital and sadly each caught MRSA from medical staff and died as a result. So obviously I take this COVID-19 very seriously. That's why I'm scared about the reopening and just want to take it slowly and I myself may may be the last to do certain things. I may not be the first to jump on board to like I'm hesitant to even do this retail to go as a shopper but it's okay, you know, to each their own pace and, and um, you know, just got to be careful. I also wanted to share that if anyone ever does need to talk, I mentioned, you know, that I began uh, volunteer teaching, facilitating grief recovery classes after my parents passed. And I've had a lot of people reach out. So I always say I'm one phone call or one message away to someone or have someone to listen to you. I know these times are even more extreme as you're not always getting to say goodbye or have proper funeral services and such. It's very strange times. So um, please know I'm here for you. Again, you can reach out just initially through Twitter at Coffee Talk WC and just let me know. I'm, I'm here for y'all. Um, one minute and 27 seconds to go. Okay, <laughs> the little computer lady came on. I don't know if y'all can hear her or not when she said 90 seconds to go, but technically it said one minute, 27 seconds on my switchboard. Anyway, and 90 seconds would be a minute and 30 seconds. Okay, yeah, so she's about three seconds different delay, I think, or I am. Um, okay, so I'm going to wrap up and just once again, thank you all. For listening to Coffee Talk with Shell, hope you'll keep tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. Pacific. And follow me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And I'm going to play a snippet of this beautiful song called Your Mind by Brandon Hilton as we wind down tonight. Love and peace, good night and prayers, love and air hugs. This is Shell. Stay safe, stay well. Surprise, told me to go, baby, go. You know I come for you. If you really love someone, you gotta let them go. Sometimes it's meant to be. I'll come back for you if you wait for me. I know things are gonna change, but you want this heart, it'll stay the same. You being gone, sometimes it gets too much to bear. But then I think of you, and baby, I'm right there with you. You broke down all my walls, you way inside my heart. I don't want nothing else, lose myself and we're apart. When you're right in front of me, I'm on cloud nine, I feel complete. When we kiss, can barely breathe. In the sand, the private beach, in the
Sitting 